I'm Beth Bruno, and you're listening to the Fierce and Lovely Podcast. This is a podcast for women who wonder how strength and weakness coexist, or how to bless both bravery and tenderness. For those longing to bring the fullness of their glory to the world without a chip on their shoulder. For those who have embraced a global sisterhood and left small storied lives behind, this is for you. The fierce and lovely women seeking the both and of a big storied life. Join me as I chat with fierce and lovely women around the world. Fierce and Lovely Podcast, and this wraps up season one. I hope that you've enjoyed listening to the various women I've been privileged to interview on this show. And if you're just now joining this podcast, I encourage you to go back and catch up on all of the different episodes. I have spent this season uh, trying to shine a light on fierce and lovely women, living that out in myriad ways. And I feel like I've been successful in that because personally, I have been so encouraged and have learned so much from my guests. Uh, For me, this fall with my son starting college, I have had my own fierce and lovely journey. I think the best representation of choosing to live into that is getting a nose piercing. Um, That was a brave move for me, but it was an outward symbol of what I wanted my heart to reflect. It was also outright rebellion against the next stage of my life. (laughs) Um, For me, it's a great example of being fierce and lovely of joining God to bring forth life and beauty uh, through my words, through my actions, through the choices that I make, and coming alongside of him to fight evil and injustice in the world through all of the same ways. And the women that I have talked with this fall have been doing that in so many different ways. Last week, I had my daughters on the show, and if you have not yet listened to that episode, I would love for you to go back and just hear some of the wise things that they had to say. My youngest, Sophie, referenced a day that she and I spent together in Istanbul, Turkey this summer, and I just, I want to take a minute and tell you a little bit about that day. So for context, uh, we lived in that country for seven years, and uh, Sophie was virtually born there, more or less, and we moved away when she was one. And so bringing her back to the place of um, kind of her first year of life and a place that held such significance for us was important. And it was a part of launching her Becoming Year, which I write about in my book, A Voice Becoming. So she and I were there alone for a few days before the rest of the family joined us for our first time back together as a family in 11 years. It was really a significant summer for us. But Sophie and I um, spent one day in complete exploration, trying to discover places that I had learned about but had never been to, even in all the years that we lived in that country and hosted various groups and played tour guide. I had never been to these particular spots. 
And so we started off the day in search of one of the last remaining palaces that was built into the city walls of ancient Constantinople. And this was built for a German princess who was married to uh, the emperor of Byzantium. And the rumor had it that he had built some of the, uh, in the turrets, some in the windows looking out over into the Golden Horn, which was this water passageway that ships would enter into and, and exit from. And he wanted all to see the beauty of his wife. And so we went in search of this palace and had a, just a hilarious time trying to find it. Taxi drivers had never heard of it. Store shopkeepers didn't know what we were talking about. We finally found uh, the remnants of this palace and it was under restoration. And so we couldn't enter in and it was disappointing, of course, but kind of a fun discovery of at least finding some of the original pieces there. And from there, we walked uh, through this ancient area of the city in search of a monastery that had been open to women. Women were invited and welcomed to study in this particular monastery. It was built in, I want to say, 1000 AD, and it was kept even after Byzantium fell to the Turks and it became um, an Islamic city. It became what is now Istanbul. The, The rulers kept the monastery and allowed the Christians to continue to live and study there, and it was open to women. And so we wanted to just go see where was this early place of female scholars. And we found it but it was closed and it looked like it had been closed for some time. And so again, it was this moment of discovering um, that women had walked these roads and had walked these paths, but were currently undiscoverable and inaccessible. And so from there, we took a taxi to another um, section of, of still ancient Constantinople. And now we were in search of an ancient uh, marketplace that was commissioned by the Sultan's mother. So if you've ever watched some of the movies that take place in Istanbul, the Tom Cruise ones, Mission Impossible, you've, you've seen the Grand Bazaar, you've seen those domed rooftops that they run across, you know, in some of the fight scenes or the chase scenes. Well, markets like that, were all over the city. And the Sultan's mom had commissioned one of the largest in all of Istanbul. And rumor has it that if you could find the entrance and find your way upstairs to one of the corner alcove areas and then find kind of the doorman or the gatekeeper, he might let you in to the rooftop and it had one of the best views in all of the city. So I was determined to find this, this, again, another imprint of an ancient woman who had left her mark on Istanbul. And we did, we finally, we wove our way up through these ancient cobblestone narrow passageways, asked a bunch of different people, and finally found the staircase and walked up. In retrospect, I cannot believe she and I did this because it was dark and dreary and looked inhabitable. We walked up into a corridor and on either side, I just want you to picture kind of stone stalls where various artisans um, used to work. And as we walked down this dark hallway that was burned from coal, you know, floor to ceiling and peeked into these 
now doored uh, alcove market stalls. There were workers in there. There was a guy working on iron and some women who were sewing with an ancient wheel. I know it's hard to believe, but they were still working in these little stalls. And we kept walking. There was just single light bulbs hanging from the ceiling. Again, cannot believe I did this. But we continued walking, saw a sign pointing to the rooftop, followed it, and finally found the little corner alcove with a cute little door uh, to a cafe that was supposed to be the entrance to the rooftop. And so we were just thrilled that we had gone that far and found it. And of course, it was closed, closed for renovations, they told us. Uh, But we could come in and have some coffee and they had turned this, you know, crumbling stone walls um, into this adorable little cafe. And we sat out on a really sketchy stone uh, overhang um, and were able to see a little bit of the view that was promised to us. But we loved it because, again, it was just this feeling of we are in a building that is well over 500 years old and was designed and commissioned by the mother of the sultan. And there is evidence here that strong women have shaped history and have have shaped um, rulers and have influenced major decisions. And it echoed our first day in Istanbul when we went to the Hagia Sophia, which is, you know, the famous um, church built in the 500s, the oldest church that still stands in the in the entire world. And she and I had gone there in search of a woman on our first day in Istanbul. And, and so it echoed that discovery. Um, on that day, we went into this church where I have been no less than 25 times. And we went in search of evidence that Theodora, the wife of Emperor Justinian, who built the Hagia Sophia, we went in search of evidence of her. Um, If she was truly what history has made her out to be, an equal to her husband, uh, a woman who greatly influenced his decisions, who made him stay in the city even after uprisings threatened his life, who uh, made him enact human rights laws, who made him free child uh, sex workers in the in the city, in the empire, who made him address uh, poor labor conditions in the empire. This woman um, surely had left her mark on this particular church. And so we went in search of that. And Sophie and I went in. It's a massive building. I had, I feel like I knew it inside and out. I'd been there so many times. I thought perhaps she's in one of those mosaics upstairs that have various emperors and their wives, empresses. Maybe I just never knew that it was Theodora I was looking at. But after looking at all of them, um, it was not her. And so we walked the length of the various areas of the church and our feet were getting tired. It's all marble. And we went off to the side to sit down and there was a small TV showing a little documentary and we were just trying to rest. And so we were listening to um, the documentary. And in the first few minutes, I heard the name Theodora and the voice said she and her husband left their monogram signature in all 117 columns of the entire church that holds it up to this day. And sure enough, we ran back out into the main area of the church and you could see her name in every single marble column. And that was such 
a thrilling moment for us to just see the mark of this woman on this church that has shaped the world and shaped our faith. Uh, It was exhilarating. And I share all of that because I feel like fierce and lovely women have walked among us since the beginning of time. And it's been such a joy for me to discover more of who they are and to find those qualities in the women I already know and love. And to bring them before you on this show this fall has been total delight for me. And as I've been continuing to dream about what this looks like um, to, to highlight fierce and lovely women, I've begun to dream about something I am so excited about. I cannot even wait to fully announce it to you all. So this is kind of a what your appetite. Stay tuned. Please track with me as the details um, roll out in the next couple of weeks. But uh, how would it sound, women, to have a fierce and lovely mother-daughter urban immersion experience where I curate and create a weekend for you to bring your young teen daughters into a space where they meet women who are fighting on behalf of other women locally in our communities and in the world who have started businesses, who are running restaurants, immigrant women, global women, our sisters, and we immerse ourselves in their stories. What would it look like for us to immerse ourselves in the tension of having privilege and being responsible to those in poverty and to to face that and to wrestle through that together with your daughters? So women, I am launching the Fierce and Lovely Mother-Daughter Experience this summer, and I cannot wait to share with you the details. So go follow um my newsletter on bathbruno.org to hear all of the details when they're announced. We'll be hosting it there on that website as well, uh, where you'll be able to register and sign up. It is going to be a small boutique retreat. Um, Just in a few moments, actually, I'm going to be driving down to Denver to scope out the venue. And um, it looks like we'll have space for 10 mother-daughter pairs. So when I release registration, you will not want to miss that opportunity. Um, I just have such a passion of not only for us and our generation, but for the next generation to raise fierce and lovely women who fully embrace their God-given callings and change the world. And so if you are about that with me, um, I would love to meet you face to face in August. And women, as I launch season two uh, sometime in January, I'd love to hear any of your recommendations of who you would like to hear on this show. Um, please find me on uh, Instagram or Facebook, Beth H. Bruno, and just let me know what you've been thinking. If you have been listening and enjoying the show, I'd so appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes. That just helps other listeners find the show more easily. Would so value you sharing it with your friends and your spheres of influence. And I would just love to hear from you. Would love to hear your own story of embracing your fierce and lovely, where that's come easily and where that's been a challenge or a struggle. Uh, But women, it is a joy and a privilege to wrap up season one. Uh, Have a wonderful Christmas celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior. And I will see you again in January. Thank you.